0: <clears throat> mm. uh. Hey, friends. Uh, Chris checking in here to uh, say hi and let you know what's happening uh, for the rest of the month. Uh, while Hanny and I are on break, uh, we're going to be dropping some friend uh, podcasts in here from the audio only Let's Play community, uh, like we've done in the past. So, you're going to hear three different uh, really wonderful episodes. Uh, right after this, and next week, and the week after the next week. So that's pretty cool. Um, One other thing that's going on real quick is that we're in the middle of revamping our Patreon. So if you want some really cool uh, bonus content we're coming out with some collectible cards. We got all the classics, the director commentary, the Crisis Core bonus series. Uh, There's all sorts of stuff going on there. So you can uh, find the latest update on that by going to patreon.com slash encounter. Uh, the link will be in the description for that. But enough of that. Today's episode is uh, from the Versian Chronicles, featuring Kylie Kane. They're currently playing through Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. Uh, give it a listen, then go seek them out and listen to the rest of their stuff, because they've got a really cool backlog going on. Thanks for checking in, and
1: we'll be back in January. Bye hello there and welcome my name is kylie kane this is the versian chronicles the adventures inside baldur's gate enhanced edition today we're going to be playing the dwarven fighters slash cleric Keldric heathen heathen not heathen heathen um we're going to go over the stats real quick um it took me literally almost 2 hours as i've been rolling for this character since about 8:45 uh right after i finished modding the game cuz i did mod in uh bg1's unfinished business and some tweaks um and then i spent the rest of the time watching lokathor play and then um just rolling i passed by like 4 or 5 95s Um, and I landed on a 94, so this is what we got. We have 18, 18, 18 Strength, 18 Dexterity, 18 Constitution, 12 Intelligence, 18 Wisdom, and 10 Charisma. Could I go longer and get higher? Sure. Do I want to? No. Uh, that Strength is an 18 slash 85, which is the best I've seen, not the best I've seen so far. I saw an 18... 90 but it was like on a 78 or 79 roll and i was like no 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 that's not no 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 anyways um those are just a really really good set of rolls um if you're going to be doing this yourself i will i can include the um i include the character uh, i gotta find figure out where it's at but i will include a link to the file, so you can import Keldrick into your own game and play with them alongside me. Anyways, of course they know uh, the level one priest spells: Armor of Fate, Bless, Command, Cure Light Wounds, Detect Evil, Doom, Magical Stone, Protection from Evil, Remove Fear, Shillelagh, and Sanctuary. And their proficiencies are Mason, Morningstar at two, and Sword and Shield styles. What well, that's that's how I roll, baby. That's how I roll. I'm sure there are better ways to go about this, but this is what I wanted to use, and that's what we're going to use. So we're going to click Accept and listen to some dialogue from the illustrious narrator of the game. Here we go. Oh, wait, no, we're not. we got to choose a difficulty, but that's easy. We're going to choose Normal Mode. Yes, Normal Mode enemies do deal 25% less damage and do not use their most powerful spells or items. Party members cannot permanently die. They can definitely die on the battlefield, but you can go resurrect them for a paltry fee. Hit point rolls are maximized and spells can be copied into spell books without failure. Um, I would play under core rules, but I do not, as I've I've mentioned this in the past, I do not feel that um, AD&D's rules, AD&D 2nd edition's rules really uh, map well to PC gaming. Uh, and I feel that that is just a bit overkill. Now, that being said, there are folks who are very good at this game and can handle even all the way up to the new Legacy of Ball setting, which uh, enemies gives enemies the benefits of uh, more being more numerous, dealing 100 more damage, uh, being able to uh, have stronger enemy types, enemy groups are more varied, they fight to the best of their abilities, they employ advanced tactics. If you are wanting a challenge, and you're already good at Baldur's Gate, give it a shot. Give those difficulties a shot. Uh, Legacy of Ball difficulty actually has the benefits all of Obsane, as well as giving everything more hit points and improved Thaco, which is two-hit AC of zero. It makes sense when we explain it later. And a better saving throws and more attacks per round. There's also a story mode, so if you just want to read and play through the story, go play story mode. You can't die literally you cannot die in combat i don't even know if you can lose hp outside of scripted events you literally can't die if you just want to see the story story mode's the way to go anyways i'm gonna go normal mode and we're gonna venture forth so once again let's take a listen to the narrator of Baldur's gate
2: nestled atop the cliffs that rise from the sword coast The Citadel of Candlekeep houses the finest and most comprehensive collection of writings on the face of Varen. It is an imposing fortress, kept in strict isolation from the intrigues that occasionally plague the rest of the Forgotten Realms. It is secluded, highly regimented, and it is home. Within these hallowed halls of knowledge, your story begins. You have spent most of your 20 years of life within this Keep's austere walls. Under the tutelage of the sage Gorion. Acting as your father, he has raised you on a thousand tales of heroes and monsters. Lovers and infidels. Battles and tragedies. However, one story was always left untold. That of your true heritage. You have been told that you are an orphan. But your past is largely unknown. Lately, Gorion has been growing distant from you as if some grave matter weighs heavily on his heart. You have asked about his concerns as gently as possible, but your queries have been in vain. Your sole comfort is the knowledge that he is a wise man, and you know he will tell you when the time is right. Nonetheless, his silence is troubling, and you cannot help but feel that something is terribly wrong. Today, Gorion has appeared more agitated than ever. And now he has uncharacteristically interrupted your chores in the middle of the day, imparting hurried instructions for you to equip yourself for travel. He has handed you what gold he can spare, but given no clue as to why. Nevertheless, you now stand before the Candlekeep Inn, ready to purchase what you need for an unplanned and unexpected journey.
1: And that is the, uh, that's the intro to Baldur's Gate. So we click done. And we gained our first journal entry. It says, Gorion, my foster father has informed me that we must immediately leave Candlekeep and set out on a journey. He's given me some gold and has told me I must have purchased supplies for the road, including weapons and or armor. We've also gained, we've, he's given us 130 gold pieces and uh, set us outside the inn at Candlekeep. So first things first, we're going to do a couple things. Now, I've played through the intro a couple times. I am more or less aware of how things are supposed to go. So, with that said, let's walk through each of the quests. The first quest we're going to do is we're going to walk. We are standing in front of the inn at Candlekeep. And um, we're going to do a couple things really quickly. Now, on the the UI, we have a couple things, including a button to the far bottom right that says reveal details. We're going to click that. I tend to leave that one on so I can see character names, doors, and stuff that can be interacted with. There are times when I will turn it off, but nine times out of ten, I use that so I can see. So let's enter the inn at Candlekeep and see what's inside. We enter the inn, and we see a few people in front of us. We see two tutors, we see Winthrop the barkeep, and a elf, an elven character named Firebead Elvenhair. We're going to go talk to Firebead really quickly and begin the quest he is going to give us. He gives us a quest and says, Ah, oh yes, I'm back within the hollowed halls of Candlekeep. With this iron crisis upon us, the trip from Burgross was more hazardous than I care to relate. You're Gorian's ward, aren't you? My, you have come into your own. If you would permit an old man jealous of youth to say so. Hm. I left an identify scroll with Tetherol in the inner grounds. He should be done examining right now. So if you could fetch it for me, I would be grateful. And with that, we have the Firebeard's Scroll Quest. Second thing we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking to Winthrop. We're going to be buying a few pieces of gear really quickly. And that is going to allow us to progress in a way, at least for this first bit, so we don't die whenever we fight the couple things we're going to fight. So he says, as we approach him, well, hello there, young one. Come to visit your old pal Winthrop, have you? Well, don't forget that 10,000 gold piece book entrance fee, as per Candlekeep custom, don't you know? I'm going to say you were always the big kidder, Winthrop, that gets funny nearly every time I hear it. Well, Perhaps not quite so often. He says, Oh, just having a bit of fun with you, my friend. Them monks be walking around with poles in their nethers. But you know you're always welcome here in my sight. Orion did well by you, he did. So, is there anything I can do for you? Some drinks, a room to sleep, or anything else to buy? I'm going to ask him, sure, what do you have? Now, we can, of course, rest. We're not going to be doing that. The first thing we're going to be doing is going over here and grabbing a morning star which is 2d4 uh 2d4 crushing damage we're also going to be grabbing one mace and one morning star we're also going to be looking through the inventory here and we're going to be scrolling down and grabbing a medium shield now normally i would choose large well could i do i think i probably could do a large shield there there so it's, it's only a slight bit more expensive And then we're going to be grabbing some studded leather armor. We cannot afford the chain mail or splint mail uh, uh, right now because it's just too much. So we're going to grab studded leather armor, which is going to help us. And real quick, I'm going to check the bracers. Bracers are thick bands that are, let's see here, what do they do? It doesn't say what they actually do as far as bracers go. And the same with a girdle. I'm not quite sure what they do. I know the helmet uh, protects us from damage, Uh, but yeah, let's buy a set of bracers and a girdle. I know we get a girdle soon, but spoiler, we're also going to be buying a quiver of bolts really quickly as well. Uh, this will help us later, and I think that's everything we need. We're going to buy all of that. Good job. And then we're also going to buy a, a uh, drink of mead, which will give us some rumors. And the rumors say lots of trouble down in Nashkel. Monsters and some such are said to be killing the workers in the Shell Mines. Bad news for smiths or anyone that needs tools for a living. Which will also give us the troubles in the region, bandit problems. So, now we're going to open our inventory and we're going to equip our gear. So, first thing I'm going to do is I'm to equip the mace, equip the um, mace and the morning star. And then we're going to equip the armor, equip the shield, uh, equip the bracers. I'm not sure if they do anything right offhand. Uh, it says they don't change anything, which is fine. I don't think any of the stuff is going to change anything outside of. Just granting us a little bit more uh, stuff on our character, on our character's doll. Anywho, now we're going to leave this area now that we're equipped and get it out. And we're going to start making our runs around the place. So we're going to be running to the north on the map. And the first person we're going to be speaking to, we're going to be passing a Two tutors, one tutor to the uh, north of us two tutors north of us and in between them are standing a young a young I say young an older woman named Philidia. Hello Philidia and she says, "Oh hello, have you seen my copy of the history of Hall Rio anywhere? you know I can't stand the constant shuffling of arthritic feet up in the library. So I thought I'd get a bit of fresh air just east of here, and oh, I hate being so absent-minded. Please, if you find it, I really do need it back. Now, what she's going to do is she's going to, she just gave us a quest, our second quest now, to go grab this book. Now, thankfully, we've done this quest quite a few times and know exactly where the book is located now the first things we're going to do is we're going to pass two more tutors we don't have to really talk to the tutors you can talk to the tutors they do give you useful information about how to play the game including fatigue morale uh, effects of intoxication and poisons and stuff like that um, but we are about to pass a house and the house is the priest's quarters and we're going to enter the priest's quarters really quickly and see what's inside now, I want to be very aware you're going to want a quick save before you enter that room because you're going to be enveloped with a combat immediately from a man named Shank. Shank says, "'Oh, goody, goody, I've come and found you first. You're the world of Gorian, no doubt.'" I'm going to be like, "'I am. What can I do for you?' He goes, "'Oh, our encounter will be quite simple for you. Plainly put, I've made it my mission to end your life. Success will mean a little respect among my peers.'" So you see, you can do very little except die. First thing we're gonna do is go pause it really quickly. That's one of the first things we can do. We can pause it. And we have a couple actions we can do. Now I'm not gonna be doing any of these major actions, but we are gonna be clicking the character uh shank to force an attack and look around. I think that covers everything I need to do. We can also turn undead if there are no undead here. We're going to press the unpause button and let my character attack. The first attack is a whiff. Second attack is a critical miss. Nothing happens on that critical miss. Shank and me are both missing completely right now. And then I get one solid hit, which does 11 crushing damage from me, gaining 20 experience points. He's also dropped a dagger on the ground, which I'm going to pick up because that is able to sell. Searching around the room, we can find a couple things that are locked can I bash this chest open? I cannot. There's a locked chest we cannot get access to. And we look around in a barrel, found nothing, looked at a desk, found some gold. And there are some crates to the far end of the room that have a war hammer inside of it that we have stolen. This room is a very quaint room. Bunk beds, three beds in this room, a fire, a fireplace, two chairs by the fireplace, and two chairs at a table on the eastern side of the room. Now we leave this room here with our good gotten gains, and a man named Parda comes up and talks to us. He says, Keldrick, you cut yourself above the brow there. What's wrong, child? Something in your eyes tells me something is very wrong indeed. I have a couple actions I can say, and um, I can, I'm going to say "Uh, it's, it's nothing, Parda. One of the cats just didn't like me petting it. It's all right, really. Hmm. Well, yes, Parta says. Get what you need from the inn, then, for Grian is desperate for you to be off. Right, one, six, All right, seven. so we're going to continue on around, around the bend and going to talk to a man named Drepin. Drepin is going to say, Philidia, Philidia left one of her books in here again. It's in the hay there beside the cow. You could run it over to her and then come back. I've got some plans for you. We're going to talk to him again really quickly to continue his dialogue chain. And he says, nice day, ain't it? Too bad Nessa ain't here enjoying it, though. Her being sick and all, I need to get her one of them potions of antidote off Hull. He stayed up drinking last night and got hold off to bed. Out of the gates early this morning. I bet he's got a few of them lying around somewhere. All right, we're immediately going to go grab the book for Phildia. But up, I got the book. The book is called The History of Holleroo. And funny thing is, as I do believe really quickly, we can read it. And it is a fairly long bit of storytelling one i will tell you right now if you aren't interested in hearing the story being told skip ahead a couple minutes i it will pass otherwise sit down grab your tea and let's read history of halrua halrua was settled centuries ago by wizards fleeing the ferum in what was to become Anurak's desert The first wizards came in unique flying ships, invented by the Netherese, and found a beautiful and rich country settled only by shepherds and large herds of orcs and wild roath. It was here that the wizards decided to make a stand, should the forum follow. The forum never did, but Halrua has had to defend itself from attacks from all its neighbors since then. Over the centuries, Dambreth has attacked and raided Halrua's ports, Halrua's ports and borders multiple times. Once, led by a magic-resistant barbarian, the Dambrai occupied all of the country south of Lake Halrua. They were defeated in battle by the great archmage Mankontol, who slew their barbarian leader. 40,000 Dambrai attacked and were stopped by 500 Halruans. More than 200 Halruan wizards, including Mankontol, eyed in the battle. The last attack upon Halrua was less than 100 years ago, through the Teleth Pass by the power-hungry king of Lapaya. He had allied with the bandits from the Wastes, though this time the Halruans were able to wield a, field a large force, including fighting men as well as wizards in their skyships. The attackers were easily rooted. Halrua has also suffered a civil war about five centuries ago when a number of mages advocated beginning new experiments in magics, ones which even the Netheries didn't approve of. The renegades were driven from the region, but went on to found the land of Thay, or so it is said, in Harua. Since then, Harua has been at peace. They have had no declared wars, though it still suffers raids from the Drombarai pirates, bandits of the wastes, savages from the Mahayar jungles, and any other pirate, raider, or hungry wizard who thinks that magic and wealth grow on trees. This constant raiding has made the Halruans very defensive, warlike, and traditional. The people say that since wizards have always led them, wizards always will. And that, my friends, is the history of Halrua. I love these little books, they're fantastic reads, and I really definitely enjoy them. Continuing on from there, we walk around the Candlekeep longer to find the uh, Temple of Agma and a priest of Agma standing in front of his, well, in front of his uh, temple. Temple is a very normal and is a standard style structure, got holding four pillars, decorated in much of gold, and a priest of Agma is standing there at the temple. He says to me when I speak to him. I'm pleased to see you have taken time to pay tribute to Rise Ogma. I will say, I was wondering what you had to offer at this Temple of Wisdom. We have a couple options. We can cure myself. We can do a donation, though our donation numbers are not anywhere near high enough to gain ourselves a reputation point. We can also buy things from this character, though we do not have the money to do so. The things that the Temple of Ogma sells are stuff like potions of healing, elixirs of health, which are quite cool they actually they cure poison disease and heal 10 points we also have antidotes which uh if you don't get the 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 uh antidote from hull you can buy one here if you had enough money which i don't believe there's actually enough money in candle keep to actually make this happen uh you can also buy stone to flesh scroll which allows you to unpetrify. and finally you have the raise dead spell Last but not least, you have the Identify column, which allows you to click an item that has been bestowed upon you to identify it for a small fee. We will leave the temple now and continue southeast towards a Watcher who is standing in the middle of the way. There are two Watchers and a man named John Delar standing in the middle of the area. We speak to John Delar and he says, Hi there, Kaldrick Hylander. I'm just going to call myself Kyldrick from here on out. Kyldrick, I see you're here up early this day, but well, your father, Gorion, has asked me in a strange favor. Seems like he wants you to learn some fighting and asked me to be the teacher. So I hope you've brought your staff with you. Hostile creatures have... And now what he does is he explains how the combat in this game works. Now, since we have already done some combat, uh, we don't really know how it works, but that's fine. Um... Basically, he explains the basics of combat and says, hey, you can pause the game at any time and deal things. So first thing, what happens is the combat starts and an archer appears to the northeast, uh, which would be firing arrows at us. Now, your goal here in this combat is to understand that surprises happen, and they definitely do But our goal, what we need to realize and remember, is that archers are more dangerous than people standing there, so you want to try your best to immediately take out the archers as soon as possible. I also recommend checking any chests that are outside because they may hold valuable loot. In front of the building that the two characters walked in, the storehouse, a man named Reaver is standing outside. We will speak to him quickly. If you've listened to the Baldur's Gate Reloaded series, or the three episodes of it, you may remember Reaver as the man who said, buy Moradin's hammer over and over again due to a bug. The bug has been fixed in the enhanced edition and therefore we will not be running across it. However, he says much the same. I thought I asked you to clean the rats out of this building yesterday already. Hop to it, get in there! Without too much further ado, we hop into the building to clear out the rats. Now, the first thing we do is my character auto-does Armor of Faith because there are multiple enemies nearby. That is what my character is tasked to do whenever multiple enemies arrive nearby. Now, I really want to point out that all Armor of Fate does, Faith does is... Oh my goodness, let me grab the spell real quick. Spell list here? Let's grab that real quick. Armor of Faith is an aberration spell that is duration has a duration of 3 rounds which is uh i believe that each round is 6 seconds plus one round per level the caster of armor of faith receives a significant bonus of protection against melee and magical attacks at first level the protection is 5% and every 5 levels beyond the caster improves this by another 5% for example a level 20th priest would have 25% of the damage absorbed if protected by the spell Now, because we're dual-classing, I'm not quite sure how that works. We're multi-classing. We're actually a fighter cleric, so I'm not quite sure how that works. But we've dispatched the rats at our feet. There's one more rat hiding behind some boxes, so we rush over to him and take him out. It looks like the cats that are hiding in this room did not do their job well. We quickly check the chests around and find a silver ring. Now, the silver ring has no significance to the game, other than the fact that it is a silver ring that sells for, like, five gold, maybe. Let it, we've left the building, and now we are to talk to Reaver. We talk to Reaver, and he says, Oh yes, kill them like the rats they are. A glorious battle unlike this the world has ever seen. Now, he's speaking with sarcasm. As you might imagine. He says, here's five gold pieces. Don't go spend it all in one place. And with that, we've gained 50 experience... And five gold. Moving forward, moving down towards the carrot, towards the bottom of the screen, we see what looks to be a smithy and another tutor standing there. We continue on to where the gates of this area would be, and we find Hull standing there looking all forlorn. Hello, Hull. He says, Hey kid, I woke up late this morning and left my sword in the barracks before going on duty. If you want to get it for me, it's in the chest at the foot of my bed on the right side of the barracks. Quick now before the gate warden catches me without it. You'll also find an antidote there. I think Drepin needs one for old Nessa. So our next task is to move our ass and rush to the barracks. Our before our we go barrier. on, we are accosted by a gate warden who says, by the gate warden who we're trying to retrieve the thing for for Hull from. And he's like, soon be gone, will ye? Hi, Gorion asked me to teach you a wit about the finer arts of mass combat before you leave. Can I pique your interest in it, Kaldrick? I'm going to say he's in a hurry. Are you sure? I'm like, I basically say something to the effect of, I'm in a hurry. I really can't do this right now. I need to go do something else. He says, are you sure, little one? It'd be best if you took the time to learn it now rather than curse your ignorance later. Gorian himself asked me to do the deed, and I would not offer it to you twice. I am going to ask him to to say no. And um, and he's gonna basically kind of uh, talk down to me a little bit for this, but that's okay. That's fine. Whatever he says, I ye be as you've always been. Then worse than trying to talk sense into Ulrant himself. Now there be duties that need attending to, and I'll not suffer a brat like ye any longer. And we move forward. Apologies for the uh, accents if you dislike them. We're going to quickly go to the gate warden's house, the barracks, the bunkhouse, and check the chest outside the bunkhouse, which has 15 gold pieces. Very nice. There's also a barrel outside the gatehouse, the storehouse, which is empty. We now enter the bunkhouse where the guy just walked into, and a man named Carbos is standing there in front of me. He says, "Ere there, you're Corian's little whelp, aren't you? Well, you match the description. You don't look so dangerous to me. I'm going to say that I am. Do I know you? And he says, no, I don't believe you do. I'll not be here long, so it doesn't matter. You'll not be here long either. So it matters even less. Thus just thought I'd have a look at your pretty face. But I don't see what the fuss is about. No matter. I'll deliver your skull, and I'm set for life. And a combat immediately begins. He hits me. He actually does one piercing damage to me before I do 12 clashing damage to him and take his life. We take his dagger off of his corpse and walk around the room. There's not much in here other than beds on the floor and two unburning fireplaces. In the barrel at the far end of the room, we find nothing. We continue to the north. We see another barrel and a man named Karan running at us. We've grabbed the gold out of the chest, but as we did so, Karan started talking to us. He says, I heard shouting, Caldric. Are you Okay. I'm going to be like, it's better you don't ask questions, Karin. You've been instructed. You have instructed and inspired me throughout my childhood. Your heart would break to see what transpired here. He says, oh, child, you're too young for the life that is being thrust upon you. You will be fully equipped for your journey. I pray you run to Gorion now, to the library steps, for he is anxious to depart. I'm going to check to make sure we did grab that. We did. And now we're going to run back to the inn. We run into the inn, and we talk to the man named Fuller. And Fuller says, we talked to a man who is standing here in the barracks named Fuller. And Fuller's like, ha oh, ha, what a mead-filled night. That hole is just too much. Poor Sap just had to, go man the gate. <laughs> had to go man the gate this morning. I don't know how he does it. What can I do for you anyways? I'm going to be like, yeah, the mead would explain why Hole forgot to put his sword on this morning. He sent me to fetch it for him. He says, sure, sure, it should be in the chest on the right wall over there. I'm also going to talk to him one more time and ask him, do I have any errands you can run? Cool. He asked me for some crossbow bolts. We actually already have them. And he's like, put up? And he hands them to us, giving us 50 experience and 10 gold. We don't even have to grab anything. I'm going to grab whole sword and the antidote out of the chest. There's, the, there's a watcher standing in the room and a fireplace at the very top. It's actually not a fireplace. It is a jail cell that I just realized as I was walking out the room what it was. I want to point out that in future episodes, while this episode is very packed to the brim with things to do, people to talk to, things to say, future episodes may not be. And for those episodes, I will be cutting out travel time. I want you to be aware of that. So if you hear a kind of quick cut, I will let you know and actually probably take some time to just either quickly get out of the way, whatever I'm talking about or I'll pause the recording, continue forward to do whatever I need to do, and then meet you back at the other side. Now, for the most part, I do know when these transitions will happen, but I don't know it all. That's the problem. Uh, So we'll figure it out as we go along. This is one so that I can play for a little longer and record more and not stress my voice so much because this is a... I wish I were even joking about this, but this is, on the bare minimum side, a 60-plus hour game. Uh, We're talking actually 70-plus hour game, including the expansions, and as I do seek to have each episode being somewhere between 30 minutes to an hour, that is well over 100 episodes. I will be trying to produce these episodes as quickly as possible, but I do want you to know that that really depends on my own home schedule and how quickly I'm able to get to them. With that said, let's get back to the game. Hole, it, because our reputation is not very high and our reaction score is not very high, which I don't really know how to see that, uh, Hole says, Took her sweet time, didn't ya? Gory Ian's a fool for trying to bring you up right, and you can tell him I said so, too. I didn't know any better. I'd say this whole iron crisis is the result of twerps like you wandering off with people's swords. Here's ten gold pieces. Now get out of here! I'm on duty. What an asshole! Now I do know, and I have, um, I have uh, tested it before, but if your reaction score is higher, he will uh, actually. I need to go into the, um, into the center here. Actually, uh, what he'll do is actually talk to you in a much kinder manner, and it's pretty cool. Anyways, um, a woman named M O N is running up to us and talks to us and says. I'm surprised old stuffy old Gorion has let you get away from your studies and chores. That old fiddle faddle. I snuck off too. Old puff guts Winthrop is looking for me, but I've got all day to do his chores. You have time for a story today? No, I can tell you don't. What you've been up to? I'm going to say, I'm say I, I, I so I have a couple options. Uh, what I'm going to say is the first option, which tells me little, uh, it says, I'm afraid I cannot chat today, little one. My foster father wishes to prepare me for a journey, but he won't say well. Where? And she goes, Little one, I'm not much younger than you, though you've got a you sure got tall fast. I'm a dwarf, which is hilarious. Relatively, anyways. A little journey, eh? I never get to travel. Wish I could go with you. Yep, really wish I could. Yes, sir, really do. I'm gonna be like, I got the message. I'll ask if you can go with us. She goes, Oh, don't be silly. Gorion would never let me finish, even finish the sentence, especially not what ever happened with the letter that he... Uh, Did I say that? No, of course I didn't. Never saw no letter. Nope. I'll just get back to work now. You better go. Gorion is waiting. And now Tethryl, who we were looking for, has walked up to us and says, Firebird has sent you to me, hasn't he? Very well. Return this scroll to him. And then you must hurry and speak with Gorion. He's waiting for you on the steps of the Central Library. I assure you, child, it's a matter of great urgency. So we now have the scroll... And we're going to make our way back to the inn. Actually, we're going to make our way back towards Philly, Philly, Phyllidia. Phyllidia is the person we're going to talk to. And in the meantime, I'll catch you when I reach there. We've reached Phillydia and we speak to her. And this is the lady we got the book from earlier. And she goes, we got the book for earlier. And she goes, my book! Oh, you remind me of Gorion when you grin like that. Raising you has been so hard on him. I know. But he says it's a toil of love, a toil of destiny even. You must be a very special child indeed to draw such a praise of a man of his silent nature. Here, take this little gem of mine. Maybe Winthrop will give you a little something for it. And she hands us a Lynx Eye gem. Very nice. So we're going to walk into Winthrop's and give the identification scroll back to Firebeard. As we walk over to Firebeard, I want to point out we're also going to be selling that Lynx Eye gem, which is going to grant us a little bit of gold. Firebeard says, Ah, I'm glad to see that age has not hardened your heart towards an old man such as myself. I'll take all of your Identify scrolls. I have a great use for these type of scrolls. Here, allow me to cast a little spell on you. It'll protect you from any evil you might meet tonight. And he casted a Protect from Evil spell. We gained 50 experience, and we walk away. We then walk to Winthrop, and Winthrop says, Ah, good to see you again just as I laid eyes on you. Make yourself comfortable, comfortable as you wish. You wish for anything? Just ask. And we immediately go to the selling screen. We're going to do a couple things. We're going to sell the Link's Eye Gem, the Warhammer, the Dagger, both of them, and the Quarterstaff, since I don't need it. That'll grant us 13 gold. Not a whole lot, but I think that's fine. We have one more task to do before we leave, and that task is to go the... Uh, Our friend Drippin, Drippin, I believe is his name, double check on this, Drippin. So as we walk over Drippin, we're going to take another brief and quick moment of silence as we go over there. The walk to Drippin is not a very far one, only a couple seconds in reality. But I want to point out just really quickly how often these happen, where we have long walks and not a whole lot to talk about. I'm going to be using these sections to tell you about interesting lore and other fun stuff that is happening on screen or in the middle of things like this. Like if we have combats that are inconsequential to the main story or whatever's happening. Anyways, it looks like we've made it to Drepan. So back to you, past me. We've reached Drepan. That didn't take very long. I hope future me was able to get out whatever he needed to say pretty quickly. And Drepan says, Iron mind the cow person. It's the person with the cow says, "'Ah, you're a wonder, are you?' "'You are? Stick with me and we'll go far.' "'Well, okay, stick with me, and we'd never leave the walls of Kendicleep, would we? "'That's a good thing you ain't wearing none of that metal armor, though. "'As though I hear the bandits out there would just as soon kill you as take it off your back. "'I sure hope this Iron Crisis business is wiped up pretty soon.' "'And we gained 50 experience. "'And a bit of it. "'And a bit of, uh, we lost the antidote and gained 50 experience.' Finally, before we leave Keep for good, well, for good for the first time, we have to go speak to Gorion. Now, once we do this, a couple things are going to happen. The game is going to enter a lot of cutscenes. What I'm going to do is let those play out to the best of my ability, because I do believe they are fully voiced. For anything that is not, I will be speaking those parts. Just bear in mind, there's a lot of it. We talked to Garayan on the steps of the Candlekeep Cathedral, or castle, and he says, This is unnerving, I know, but you must trust me. It's very important that you pack your possessions so we may leave Candlekeep immediately. Hurry, for there is no time to tarry. The keep is well protected, but not invulnerable. I am going to ask him a few things. I'm going to say, Please, Father, tell me where we are going. And he says, Alas, I cannot, for I have not truly decided yet. All that is certain is that we'll be as far safer on the move. Perhaps the wood might offer some secluded security. Perhaps the city of Baldur's Gate would cover, offer cover amidst its teeming throngs of people. I do not know where we shall end up, but I have a few friends here and there. <laughs> I will think on this. We have a couple other things to, to ask him, including what could possibly bring harm to us. This place is a fortress, and guarded beyond measure. He says, Candlekeep is indeed a formidable obstacle to ne'er-do-wells, but it's not insurmountable. No matter how thick the mesh, at least one mosquito always finds its way through. No, my child, we must leave as soon as possible for our safety and for thought of our friends here. And the last thing I should ask him is what should I bring on my journey? You would have just some clues to let me know. He says, my dear child, you should know yourself well enough to purchase the gear you need. I've given you what I could spare, so hurry off to the inn and speak with Winthrop. Use your skills as a reference and buy the basics you must, though spin wisely. His prices are fair you may not have enough gold to purchase all that you would want. I've already purchased what I needed, so I am ready to go now, and we will say that. Now the cutscenes begin. Listen carefully. If we ever become separated, it is imperative that you make
2: your way to the Friendly Arm Inn. There you will meet Khalid and Jahira. They have long been my friends, and you can trust them. Be child. The night can only get worse, so we must find shelter soon. Don't worry. Explain everything as soon as there is time. Wait, there is something wrong. We are in an ambush. Prepare yourself. You're perceptive for an old man. You know why I'm here. Hand over your ward and no one will be hurt. It's- You're a fool if you believe I would trust your benevolence. Step aside and you and your lackeys will be unheard. I'm sorry that you feel that way, old man.
1: As we press the button here, a battle commences. Yeah. Garayan yells at us to get out of the way, and the battle commences. We have a shot fired at us by an arrowsman, who then shoots at Gorion. Garayan quickly, swiftly takes out an ogre and then uses a magical spell which does a massive bit of fire damage taking out the two archers. Finally, he is hit with a poison-like spell and the man with the sword in front of him kills our friend and mentor, Gorion. is
2: especially
1: cruel this morning.
2: You awake with the realization that you have not been living some horrible dream. Ambushed, you saw Gorion cut down before your eyes and even his powerful magic could not stop the onslaught. It was his wish that you flee, but that does not remove the feeling of helplessness that now overwhelms you. Hand over your ward, the armored fiend had said. He was after you and you alone, but why? If only Gorion had given some clue, but now you are alone and lost. Candlekeep is near, but you will find no quarter there. The readers pay for their serenity with rather draconian entry rules. And without Gorion's influence, their doors will remain closed. You will not last long on your own with your meager equipment. Perhaps you can get some help from the friends Gorion mentioned. The ones at the friendly arm.
1: And with that, the prologue is finished. Emowen walks up to us after the prologue finishes and says the following. Sorry I followed you, but I never get out of Campbell's Candlekeep, and those monks are such a bore. Never any decent coin in their pockets, neither. I I saw Garayan, and I'm so sorry. Kind of figured something bad might happen to you out there. I'm gonna be... I have a couple options, and the first... And I actually want MON on my party, so I can only have one option. I'm gonna say the first one. It says... How could you have known? Garayan did not even tell me! She says... I accidentally read a letter on his desk the other day. I can't remember exactly what it said, but he might still have it. It might be on his body. Anyway, I'm not going to let you wander around out here all alone. Never let a friend down, no sir. Stick with you until you say otherwise, I will. And with that, we have the thief, Emoen. The stuff we quickly missed during the cutscene is we had, after uh, Garayan told us that we would be leaving, we had a Protection from Evil spell cast upon us, and we left the keep. The scene then changed to Nightfall as we continued forward. Then the battle commenced, and I was able to narrate as follows, as it did. From here, the world is our oyster, and we're going to be doing a few things in a way that's going to grant us a little bit of a better party, and a stronger team. There's a couple people we will definitely want on our team to begin with, and we're going to be hunting those folks out. Now, I do want to say that I am playing a neutral good cleric, so I will be seeking neutral or good. I'm going to be seeking people from the neutral higher alignments. I will not be seeking anyone from the evil alignments, that is lawful evil, neutral evil, or chaotic evil, because I do not want them in my party. This does cut out a large amount of companions from our game. But, with that said, we still have, there's 30 companions in the game, and most of them are good of some flavor, or at least neutral. And with that, that's where we're going to go. From here, the prologue is finished. We have a couple directions, and a very little bit of things we can do. First things first, we're going to do after we leave here, and leave this area is we're going to be looking for the paladin Jauntis, and from there we're going to be trying to level our team up just a bit before we go and pick up the quite amazing pair khalid and jahara at the far at the friendly arms in when we do that we have to fight a very very horrific battle the story only gets larger from here And I hope that you enjoy every single minute as we head that direction. With that said, I'm going to pass the mic off to future me, who is going to give you a bit of an outro. And with that, I hope you have fun, future me. While past me leaves me out to dry here with this weirdness of an outro, I want to really quickly say thank you once again For listening to the podcast, it has been a blast to make this episode, and I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope you've enjoyed what you've listened to. If you'd like to hear these uncut, no cuts, no cuts in the walking, uh, all the book reading left in, and all sorts of stuff like that. You're going to want to go check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash Kylie Kane, where you can find all of this and more, including a breakdown series, which is typically a three part review series on a game or a game series, sometimes more parts if it's a series, and uh, you can find all sorts of stuff, fun stuff like that over at the Patreon for just one dollar. You can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash you can also find me at Twitch, at twitch.com slash Kylie Kane. And finally, at YouTube, at youtube.com slash the Kytoverse Archives, where I will be uploading old episodes, season one episodes of the podcast to there. And as these goes live on the main line, I will also be uploading these to the YouTube channel as well. So you can go listen to them there. Uh, With that said, I I say with that said a lot, so if that gets annoying to you, I'm sorry. Uh, I enjoyed doing this. I hope you enjoy listening, and uh, I I think I need an outro here. So um, wash your hands, wear a mask, use hand sanitizer, and uh, stay safe. And I hope to see or hear you next time here at The Verse. Bye-bye.